Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything larceny. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. Uh, with me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? Good. I mean, I'm just riding out this, you know, interesting weather that we've had with Cincinnati. Right. One lately. day it's 100 degrees, one day it's 30 degrees. You never know what to expect. Every, yeah. every other day it rains. Yeah, you never know what to expect with this, uh, the bipolar Cincy weather. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah, that's what you signed up for when you moved here, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm super excited about this whiskey, so I don't want to uh, you know I don't want to waste any more time. So we've already just this is kind of a special episode because we've already done a larceny episode, but we got our hands on a very special bottle. Um, so we are decided to do do another one. So Andy, why don't you uh, go ahead and give them a little bit of a recap on uh, on larceny, and uh, we'll talk about the new uh, whiskey we got. Of course. So for a full recap of everything, uh, Larceny, go back and listen to uh, episode 30 from us, Old Main Fitz. Um, But just kind of as a brief recap, as John was mentioning, um, you know, this was a brand that was founded by Heaven Hill in uh, 2012, inspired by the uh, history of John Fitzgerald and the Fitzgerald brand, um, you know, kind of umbrella that was founded at originally... uh, Stitzel Weller Distillery, um, but, you know, then was t- kind of taken over, obviously, by the creation of Larceny at Heaven Hill, um, and it was something that it was, you know, his stores were founded there um, at Stitzel Weller uh, while he worked, actually, at the distillery, um, after, he, you know, he was allegedly, at least, uh, you know, the rumors are nothing ever in whiskey lore or surrounding this is actually proven, but at least allegedly, you know, was smuggling um, whiskey from the distillery and some of like the best barrels that were actually there at Stitzel Weller, you know, he was smuggling from, uh, in, especially in the sweet spots of each, like each Rick house that he had found. So basically he thought he could do a better version, but he needed to steal it. Is that what it was? Um... I don't know if he thought like he could do a better version of it by stealing it at least, but you know, he, he like, he found that like whatever, whatever he was releasing was almost better than what the rest of Stitzel Weller was releasing. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know if he, he thought it was better or whatever the case was, you know, he was releasing stuff kind of on his own under their own, like kind of under the table of Stitzel Weller. Um, that seemed to be a lot better than what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, and of course he could do that because he was one of the, you know, he lived during the time, right around the time of the, uh, here in America, the Bottled and Bond Act, you know, which required two different um, people to hold keys to each rickhouse, you know, one at the distillery, one at the federal government to hold a, um, a set of keys each. Uh, sure. And he was, of course, the person at Stitzel Weller that held those keys for each rickhouse. So that was how he's able to at least allegedly get his hands on all that whiskey to, you know, taste it, do all that stuff um, without the supervision. Um, You know, and it was something that, you know, of course, a lot of the stuff that he preferred, um, or at least allegedly preferred with these whiskeys that he was releasing, um, were typically, if rumor has it right, a lot of the wheat... uh, weeder whiskeys, which, you know, were, 
where you might have rye traditionally in a bourbon. Instead, you know, a lot of the ones that they were doing were, that he preferred at least, were wheat instead of rye. Hmm. Um, And at least at the time, you know, obviously now it's a lot more... um, commonplace in the industry to do this sure. um you know where it's weller and yeah that. yeah like weller pappy makers mark yeah. just to name a few of the um more popular ones <clears throat> you know at the time i didn't think it was as popular to do wheat sure. instead of rye yeah <clears throat> um but like i said you know larceny really that name comes from him you know supposedly kind of thieving that f- those stores from stitzel weller <laughs> right um but of course, the brand as its own was not founded until 2012, as I mentioned. Um, you know, when they quickly, within a few years, established themselves as a staple in the Heaven Hill lineup. Um, yeah, Larceny is a. I mean, maybe one of the. I would have to look through Heaven Hill's products, but it might be the best. Like the regular Larceny is. I mean, for the price point, is such a good whiskey. I think it's yeah. very underrated. Yeah, I, I I would say that's definitely one of the two best. I guess they have offers. McKenna too, don't they? I think they have. I have to go back and check if they have McKenna, but I know they have Elijah Craig too. Oh, okay. Which isn't a weeded whiskey, but obviously for anybody that right. knows bourbon, is you know one of the more at least well known, if not sure. better offerings yeah. from Heaven Hill. I think Larceny is. I mean, the regular Larceny is like twenty three bucks or something. It's like yeah, and it's a it's a very solid whiskey for for the price point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I mentioned, you know, the history of that wheat, wheat or whiskey in, you know, still continues to this day in the brand. Um, in the fact that, you know, it's a weeded bourbon, uh, it's 68% corn, 20% wheat, 12% malted barley Mashville. Um, and currently, you know, they only have two, um, products that they're offering, just a regular larceny small batch bourbon. That they have, and then one that they founded in or started in 2020, kind of following the um, the success that Elijah Craig Barrel Proof had for Heaven Hill, in, you know, in like two to three years at least prior to that, um, right. which is Larceny Barrel Proof, which we're trying today. Yeah, um, and they do. Uh... It is. Uh, they do have Elijah Craig, uh, Larceny, uh, and of course they, they do have Henry uh, Henry McKenna okay. as well. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember if they had McKenna or not. But um, I mean, like I said, you know, we're trying we're trying the Larceny Barrel Proof today. Um, this is one that they actually started in 2020 as a product under the Larceny name um, in that in that lineup, uh, and it's something that they release similar to what they do with Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. They release three times a year. It's like an A batch, B batch, and C batch. Um, and each batch is a different barrel. Obviously, being a barrel-proof whiskey, it's a different barrel-proof per um, batch. But then, um, kind of the way they connotate it for both brands, Elijah Craig and Larceny, is they'll do like A and then... The, like they'll do that letter A, B, or C to denote the batch, and then they'll do the month that it was released and the year that it was released. So, yeah, like, as an example, on the one we're trying today, it's Larceny Barrel Proof Batch A122. So it's the first batch of Larceny Barrel Proof for 2022, and it was supposed to be at least um, bottled and everything in and released in um, January of 2022. So that's kind of how you denote which batch you have is to say, okay, A, B, C, 
is first, second, or third batch of it, then what month, that's the first number, and then the last two numbers are which year. Right. Proofage is 124.4, so definitely up there. Yeah. And that's basically just a history of everything, and, you know, obviously this is a fairly new product for them, so I think it's... It's about that time we get into the tasting of it. Yeah, let's give it a taste. Everyone, pour yourself a glass of the Larceny Barrel Proof Whiskey. We already have our glasses poured, so we're just going to jump right into the tasting here. Uh, As always, we're going to start with the nose. Not super complex for me. I mean, a lot of, obviously being that high proof, it's like very ethanol alcohol forward. Right. Um, I still get very much like a... Like the barrel notes and kind of just like some oakiness. Um, some oaky when you say barrel notes. Yeah, like some of that oakiness and just like woodiness in it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, comes well. through. I get the. Yeah, I'm getting the exact same thing. Let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Drinks pretty good for how high the proofage is. I think when I've had. Yeah, I had When I had whiskey similar in proofage like uh, Booker's or, um, you know, like Stag Jr., I think they're slightly stronger, but they're right in that same ballpark. I do think it drinks a little bit smoother, a little less hot than yeah. those. Yeah, I, I think it drinks a lot smoother because it's a wheat whiskey. Right. A barrel-proof wheat whiskey. Right. Um, so in that regard, I think I agree with you that it's, you know, it drinks a lot smoother, but at the same time, it's just like, I mean, for me, it's just very reminiscent of like a heaven hill nut bomb like right it's one of those bourbons that you know anybody that knows the heaven hill mash bill kind of just in gen in general you kind know of just it. knows right. exactly it's like right it's, there it's very peanutty it's very just like just yes very nut forward so in that regard i 100 percent agree i think it's very much i think out of if i'm looking at all the whiskeys i've tried that are 120 proof or higher i think this might be the smoothest but at the same time, I don't think it's very complex. Yeah. Um, it is like a little bit of a nut bomb, like you said. But I'm not getting a ton out of it. I, it's It was cool to get our hands on it because it was kind of a rare whiskey. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, I like a smooth whiskey, so I'm a big fan. Um, but again, I agree. There's When you're talking about similar proofage whiskeys, there are others that are more complex yeah. and rich. And, yeah. Exactly. It's just, it kind of, like, it's not bad. It's just, right, especially right. Well, comparatively. It's definitely to, not bad. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's really good. I just think when you look at complexity compared to some of the other yeah. high proofage whiskeys, it's not quite there. It knows what its lane is and sticks to it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's not bad, just know that going into it oh yeah i highly i mean if you get your hands on it i highly recommend it especially oh yeah someone who likes for sure proof whiskeys and things like that especially if you like a wheat whiskey um absolutely yeah. it almost kind of reminds me of like uh and and it's not the best comparison but it almost kind of reminds me of like a, a weller foolproof like very you know weedy similar smoothness to a whiskey that is so strong oh yeah i kind of agree All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen, and uh, share every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.